Hello and welcome, finally, to the Spidey Dude Experience. This is Across the Spider-Verse review episode. I am Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster and host of the program. As always, before we get started, we gotta thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Spidey Dude Network. Patrons such as Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Kegar, Laura Howard, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky, as well as our VIPs, Scott, Sebastian, Vinkman, and Winnipeg Webhead. Thank you for your support of this show and all the great shows on the Spider Union Network. Great shows such as our Vault series, Clone Saga Chronicles, and Spectacular Radio. CSC was the show that started it all. Spectacular Radio was the first spinoff show. Then we had season one of Amazing Spider-Man Classics, season two being with Jack and Javi Trujillo, father and son duo talking about Spider-Man from the beginning. Sabi Sima Era podcast is also an audio show that we have over on spidey-dude.com that starts with the return of the Sin Eater all the way up until shortly before the Clone Saga, covering Sabi Sima's seminal run on Spectacular Spider-Man. Then we have Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast, a show all about the Gargoyles animated series and the gargoyles fandom then we have our sister show here on the spider dude radio network's youtube channel make mine made the show all about spider girl and her world and coming uh almost have our third episode out books of x hosted by book Bill bogan writer that will be the our our x-men related podcast that's exclusive to our patreon subscribers after our um initial three-part pilot so without further ado thank you for watching thank you for listening if you're listening to the audio edition leave us that five-star review and if you're watching us live here on youtube give us that like that share that subscribe so thank you for watching also we're going to make some probably some references to visual aids and or live comments as these are live streamed on youtube so if you're an audio listener pay it no mind pay it no pay no attention and follow us on youtube just past the 300 subscriber mark, which I'm very excited about. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm joined by Adam and the host of Voices from the Eerie, Greg Bashansky. Hello to both. Hello. Of hey. We are so sorry that the stream started about 30, well, 45 minutes later than I intended. Uh, thanks to a bunch of computer problems at the last minute between myself and Greg, uh, we really... Um, you know, had some issues. So uh, we've got people on the sh watching us live. So hello, we got some people hello. on the Comic Binge YouTube. We've got, uh, and we are we are simulcasting on the Comic Binge this week. Uh, Paul could not be here. He did do a review. So if you've not watched the review, I highly encourage you guys to go back and watch it. If you are on the Spidey Dude Radio Network and you're not subscribed over to the Comic Binge YouTube channel, link is down in the description below. Uh, we got some people on YouTube. We got some people on Facebook. Um, hello, everyone. So thank you for watching. Um, yeah, I know this was this was. Um, <laughs> let's talk about it. So originally we were going to do this on Monday and then not everybody had seen the film and then pushed it back to Wednesday and then it ended up pushing back to Friday. So, um, yeah. So I know you missed. uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry um i know you guys missed because of time stream so hello 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 um okay um i'm 
going to keep this part spoiler free, but if you're watching this review, it's going to, we're going to be doing spoilers. Um, what is your grade for the film? Adam, you first. Oh, that's hard. Um, probably, eh, probably a solid, eh, I'd probably give it like a solid A, maybe an A minus, but probably, eh, maybe more so an A. Why not? I don't know. It's Correct. definitely top, it's top five, I would oh, say. It's I give it an A minus. I thought it was really great. I have a few minor quibbles here and there, but they're really just that quibbles. And it's nice to be back here to talk about a Spider-Man story that I actually enjoyed. The reason I've been sitting out of um, Spidey Dude Experience is just because I haven't been enjoying the Zeb Wells run, so I haven't been reading it. But I am back in a comic book store for the first time in a very long time. Obviously, I'm buying Gargoyles. I'm going to be buying Dark Ages. And I'll be buying... Uh, JMS is Captain America when that starts in September. So if there's any other good titles out there right now, feel free to throw me some recommendations to anyone here or in the audience listening. I will take note of them. Um, okay. Well, Walter, I understand given your, uh, your health battle, not wanting to venture out. Um, so, okay. Uh, Matthew says he's got, he gives it a seven out of 10 was not a fan of the second half. Um, so I watched it with my dad and my daughter. My daughter said it was the best movie ever. And she really nice. loves Spider-Gwen. Uh, my dad didn't like the ending. Mm, I like the ending, honestly. Um, I do too. Because, and he thought, he felt like it was a little long. Eh, maybe. It, it. I didn't feel necessarily like it didn't seem to drag to me really. It maybe felt long but not uh, boring I guess, you know? It, you know, it wasn't a boring movie but I mean, they crammed a lot into this. Um, uh, they give it an A-, 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 so we've been getting A's A- by Vinkman. Uh, Tevia gives it an A+. Uh, obviously the stuff with Mayday um, with Tevia is um, with involving Mayday and Baby Mayday, and, and granted, me and me and Kelly, you know, we'll we'll definitely probably talk about that on Make My Mayday. Um, I have some quibbles. <laughs> I have one big quibble. Um, it's like get over it. <laughs> no. Is it, is it is it coming from the I'm same sort of area? I'm having a hard time, is man. It, is it coming is from it, the same sort of area that mine might be? Just let it wash over you. Like, it's Listen, fine. Listen, I... Okay. He's not the star of the movie, all right? I know he's not. I know he's not. But my quibble is Ben Riley. Um, and here's why. I, I get the joke of him being the angsty, I'm the 90s and everything's dark. Um, but it's not, I, so like I was annoyed slightly with that's how, you know, they were, they're going to do this. Secondly, though, Andy Samberg's voice did not fit me for me. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I didn't, you know, with, with Haley Seinfeld and, and she make more, I, I buy them as their characters, right? Sure. Yeah. I didn't necessarily buy. I felt like I was hearing Andy Samberg. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, I get that. Sure. And, and so 
I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I love the design though. His design it's is, great. his design is fantastic. It is yeah. everything that I wanted. I mean, it's like a, it's like the, the love child of Stephen Butler and Tom Lyle together. Yep. Yep. The colors are great. It was really great. Um, that's my, probably my biggest con and it's not really a con. I enjoyed seeing Ben on screen. Um, I love the cameos. Uh, Josh Keaton got to be in the film. I really liked that. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, yeah, because <laughs> Greg was like, I'm going to have to dust off this old chestnut. <laughs> um, Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back and consider oh, this also partially an unofficial episode of Spectacular Radio. We've got one person from that show here. <laughs> Mr. Gerard isn't. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, should Zach get headphones with... No, no, Walter. I don't need to get headphones with cat ears. Shut up. Um, yeah, I mean, he calls me hoodie lover. Of course I'm a hoodie lover. I, I'm a Ben Riley fan, man. It's now official uh, merge. <laughs> is that the same Walter who was before my time with his fandom? Yes. yes. Oh, congrats. Nice. Wish you good health, Walter. I've heard about you. <laughs> so that guy. Um, yeah, that guy. As Dan Slott would call him uh, back in the day. <laughs> um, that's a deep cut. Clone Saga Chronicles fans. Uh, uh, little editor's note there. Um, but no. So look, I I, I, I will take ben, this ben version of Ben Riley over Chasm. Yes, I understand. Beggars should not be choosers. The fact that the hoodie. So I tried to get the hoodie. Um, I went to Hot Topic. It's back ordered until October. They you never will, get, you will have that hoodie. You will have it by the end of the year, I am certain. I, I'm going to try to get that hoodie. And I will wear it every stream. It will be my unofficial uniform. Um, so, I, look, I am super excited about the fact that we got Ben Riley. Um. I was very surprised at how much they adapted Spider-Gwen. I um, I don't I am struggling whether or not to touch the third rail debate that's been going on. Um I don't know. <laughs> because I, I don't I'll get say, it. All I'll say is the colors in her world, a lot of those are the colors that are on her costume. Yes. That's how I'll touch on that. <laughs> and they basically... I don't, know, I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this debate is. Uh, okay, so let me... Because I, I brought it up. It's my fault. Yeah. Um, so there has been a certain group of the on the internet that has claimed that Gwen Stacy is trans. There's a trans, uh, uh, some trans flags and stuff like that that are in the background in her room. Um, but my, basically they were adapting directly from the comic and I just don't see anything to indicate that she is. Well, a trans. Here's my, you know what? 
let them, you know, if it makes them happy and they're, and they're seeing something that helps them out, if it makes them happy, you know what, let them. That's all I have sure. to say about that. Yeah. I, I mean, it, like I say, there's nothing to indicate that she's a trans woman. Um, yes, the because, I mean, that, again, you know, that flag is fairly recent. So it's, it's, you know, a fairly recent phenomenon specifically. Um, I, again, it's, it doesn't, it does not hamper my enjoyment of the movie whatsoever. Um, but it is something that's being discussed amongst the fandom. And there is a trans spider man, spider woman. I mean, it's the, the ultimate spider woman's technically a transgender spider woman. So like, you know, had they just used that character, you could easily, you know, explain that. And it would, she would be in Miles's world. You know, that would be something that uh, would, would make Miles feel a little bit less alone. For, uh, for the record, everyone, this is not a larger comment on anything. It's just comic accurate, comic accuracy, comic accuracy. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I, yeah, is. again, again, like I said, it does, it, it if, you know, if they if Lord and, and and the guys come out and say it that yes, she is. Sure. Yeah, why not? Okay, and that then then I'm I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Um, but all indications to me is that it's you know it's reading into something that isn't necessarily there. Which I mean we've we have those discussions. I I've I've had those discussions with Mayday fans. Because there's some people that want Mayday to be gay. <laughs> we're, all, we're we're hardcore fans. We all do things like this to a certain extent. Yeah, listen. I, I will, mean, I will say that I can see as a fairly you know as as just a guy mm-hmm. that I am. I can I can because I had heard about this going into the movie. So when I watched it, I can see why people um have this interpretation of it because it does it it can fit mm-hmm. if you know whether it's you know whether it's it is that or not it right. depends on you know what the creators say i guess but it definitely you can read that subtext into it mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of there there seems to be like a you know a struggle throughout the movie. Well, with miles too, of just, you know, uh, excuse me, a a kind of a coming out narrative. It seems to me like the, the, the struggle with wanting to tell your loved ones, you know, who you really are, but not, but feeling you know feeling the the hesitation like the the fear of doing mm-hmm. that like will they still you know accept me if i'm if i uh if i tell them the truth so i i totally get where people are coming from mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah well and look i mean there there is obvious similarities between a secret identity and and you know, coming out as, uh, as, you know, LGBT, um, there is that parallel that run that runs parallel. And, and you know, so I, I did feel like I didn't know if we should touch on it, but I, I think, I think 
us touching on it, I think we can move on. We're uh, trying to do it as respectfully as we can here, so don't like. Yeah, don't don't come <laughs> after us for for. <laughs> you know we're we're trying. We're, we're on your side, all right. Yeah, like I, I mean, it, again, like some like um. I was muted. Interpret it however you like, whatever makes you happy. At the end of the day, art belongs to the audience also, and that's how you interpret that art. Exactly. So, um, like Misery Brick says, you know, if it makes a portion of the audience happy, sure, hit can in it, but there's nothing in those scenes outside of the color palette that relates to it. Yeah, and, and you know. That's a fair interpretation. Uh, Justin Shields says, Zach, even after Across the Spider-Verse, I still don't trust Sony with live-action Spider-Man. Remember Sony in 2014 trying to make an Aunt May spy movie, an Aunt May movie. Well, I... Don't, don't geeks and gamer. <laughs> oh man, come on! Don't put me in that. We, we wouldn't that do that. God, Ugh. God, I want to punch those guys sometimes. Don't cancel me, YouTube. Um, so again, uh, I listen. They adapted directly from the comic Spider Gwen story. I thought they did a great job. Uh, bringing that to light. I, I was surprised how much of this movie was a Spider-Gwen movie. Um, that kind of took me aback a little bit because I think I was yeah. expecting, you know, Miles continuing on from Miles' thing right off the bat, but we get we get bookended with Spider-Gwen, and that's, you know, that's cool. It sets up, well, it sets up the Spider-Society, and it sets up the next one, so. Yeah, so... Um, I know pe- some people are having issues with 2099. What do you guys think about this interpretation of, of Miguel? I think everyone's having at least one, a bigger, or a larger, small interpretation of their personal favorites. I wasn't a big 2099 reader. I read a little bit of it, and um, I know he's a bit more of a dick than most Spideys. So, um, yeah. He is. <laughs> What do you think, Adam? You guys just... Uh, I, 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 liked, I liked Oscar Isaac's performance. Yeah. Oscar, everybody, everybody's performance was top-notch. Of course, I have a crush on Haley Steinfeld. So. Except Andy Samberg. <laughs> yeah. He sorry. did well with the material he was given. It was funny. It was funny. He did fine. But as, as a Ben Riley fan, I was a little annoyed. Um, yeah, well... Uh, talk about spectacular when we get to spoilers uh okay what did you think of uh because you just reread the first 12 issues for comic binge Mm -hmm. you know um adam what do you think of uh 29 uh i mean it's interesting it does feel like i guess they felt like he would be the guy to I get you know I guess they felt like if there was going to be some kind of antagonistic spider person it would be him and I I mean maybe I can see it the that first year or so of those comics are interesting because he is like he is a bit more of a dick outside the suit uh more so than you know being like a a jokey guy in the suit like peter can be and that's like you know the inversion um i mean sometimes like because he's got he's got like a very like sarcastic person you know yeah personality and i that's i guess that's 
totally Peter David. Um, I mean, he he's a little he's a little more you know stoic it seems in this and reserved, and he's like, oh, it's you know he's he's got like he's 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 bearing the ultimate responsibility burden, keeping this this timeline uh these these timeline things uh uh in in check so i mean i don't know it, it's it's an interesting interpretation um it seems like i guess i feel like the whole spider society thing is just like oh it's it's plot stuff it's to like keep the plot going because this is miles's movie and he's you know our main protagonist uh and this is kind of a this, this is like a kids movie not that there's anything wrong with that but it does i think some of this like simplistic it, it it kind of is like a simplistic good versus evil thing but there is nuance because you know a lot of people are like oh well why are these guys all following miguel and his his thing i don't know i feel like it is kind of just a plot thing it's a means to an end but uh i mean i don't know i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of rambling here honest. but uh yeah let's just uh, this, this is better than a lot of the live action mcu movies that's true um I will say, like, I think it's an interesting choice to make him the, you know, the main antagonistic spider guy person. Um, I think, I don't know, it's interesting. Maybe, like, this is, I guess maybe this could be, like, what Miguel would be like in the future if if he uh, was allowed to be Spider-Man for more than just the year 2099. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I, mean, I don't know. I mean, he's an antagonist. So I wouldn't call him a villain. Yeah, he's not a villain. He's yeah, just and, he and has. That's where I, I know some people were uh, like worried he's, coming in. Yeah. He, he's definitely an antagonist. He's not the villain. The villain is Spot. Spot's yeah. the villain. And good. We'll talk about him in a bit, and I like him. <laughs> um, I do want to address a couple of the comments. Uh, at Spidey Radio Network, do you feel about '90s Spider-Man not being included? How do I feel? Uh. To me, there is so many cameos that they couldn't fit every... They too gonna, many. <laughs> they weren't going to be able to fit every cameo in, okay? Like, there were certain ones they wanted to fit in. They fit in the 2017 Spidey. They fit in Spidey Unlimited. He got a pretty prominent, like, cameo role. Yeah, you could see him None of them were speaking roles, right? So, you get into, into the speaking role, which, Greg, this kind of tee you up. Obviously, we had certain ones. Josh Keaton, Spectacular Spider-Man. I mean, it looks just like Sean's design. They did a great job interpreting his, his design and bringing that aboard. I love the Lego Spider-Man. That was fun. That was funny. Oh, that was great. <laughs> um, I love that. Beep boop. <laughs> you know, that my was... Mom and, my mom and sister love that. <laughs> um you know, uh, I love that they brought in J.K. Simmons for Jonah. Yeah, um, there was a lot of that in there. I think they used like that. a little. I heard. I think in the Lego world, they use a a thing from the first Raimi film. But like, there's yes. a lot of there's a lot of like new dialogue that he does in news reports, which was cool. They also did. Um, they incorporated some live action into it which was i wasn't cool. expecting well i wasn't expecting it um i 
so, yeah, somebody somebody at the studio must love Unlimited, must have like a soft spot for Unlimited, because the amount of like it's a, it's a great costume. <laughs> it's a fun, yeah. Uh, I mean, it only appeared in one comic too. Um, so I, you know, and considering how much Counter Earth we've already seen, Counter Earth and the Animen now in the MCU, right? Uh, which is kind of wild Mm -hmm. um the fact that my favorite high evolutionary yeah well i actually like this high evolutionary bet that movie's high evolutionary better than the one from the comics so well i mean that's a very low bar yes it is (laughs) yes it is (laughs) okay let me rephrase Uh, also hey speaking of let's be grateful for someone who wasn't there a certain spider-man who is on the who was on the run for child endangerment oh god (laughs) The worst Spider-Man. <laughs> We're just going all in tonight. <laughs> yes, we are. Who's the worst Spider-Man? Drake Bell. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> uh... Ultimate Spider. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, did, did you see the talking point? That this was justice for Josh Keaton after being dubbed over by that guy in Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. Because, I mean, he talked about that on Twitch, didn't he? On a Twitch he stream? He did. He did, yeah. Um, about <laughs> Nobody told him until he went and watched the episode. Oh, I believe that. That's standard practice for that business. Thank you, Jeff Loeb. That's all you need to know. That's how that happened, was Jeff Loeb. Uh, hello, Andrew. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, you're late. We were late, so it's fine. <laughs> Always late. Listen, Vinkman, I don't need your sass. Um, thank God we Sassin didn't see Spider Man. Mangaverse Spider Man showed up. I mean, look again. There's going to be a bunch of. I want to see the big mech in the next one from Japanese Spider Man. God, I hope uh, yeah, so. I mean, they did they sorted i remember like in the promotional stuff they well like that teaser that they did years ago like one of the little logos looked like the the spider-man uh logo kind of so hopefully we see him next time so so again justin has i think you posted this on twitter about how you wanted to see john semper's spider-man again look i would love to see it i would love to see the 90s spidey i would love to see Christopher Daniel Barnes come back. Am I going to hold my breath? No. On yeah. the other hand, is, is the world ready for John Semper's <laughs> egogasm if that happens? Dude. I was a little irritated, though, that Tom and Ron were not in the acknowledgments. I well, no one, so no one was. <laughs> I, I, I was actually... I, the, the, actually, that was probably one of my cons, was that there was, like, a ton of, like, Nobody got acknowledged as, as like a special in a special thanks. Maybe the next Peter, Peter David did. Peter David did at least. Well, okay. thank God. And Maybe hopefully the next one. he gets a nice, hopefully somebody sends him a nice fat check to help pay for his medical expenses, which if you have not donated to his GoFundMe. Um, He's a good guy and one of the best Spider-Man writers around. Plus the world owes him, comic fandom owes him for that time. He had to debate a shirtless Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Look that up. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Um, 
What about 60 Spider-Man? Um, that was fun. I like that. That was great. <laughs> that, that was great. Uh, the 60 Spider-Man was fun. I mean, the the spots where they, they did hop to was phenomenal. Every, the way that they were able to blend different styles and make it work. On the surface, I don't know if they could have done this five years ago. No. As ambitious as this film is. I don't know if they could have done what they what they accomplished. The the amount people are like, well, this is this should be, you know, I had a uh, friend that's a critic that says, you know, it, that the Oscar um that's going to be really hard to top this film. Sure. I mean, this is art, like I this all the is, animation is art, like I, I, Nutty I, I look, I hope it gets, phenomenal. I hope it gets all the flowers. Okay. Um, I mean, if it doesn't yeah. win best animated, like it has will, to, will anything top this? Yeah. Like, I don't think so. And I, I want to go on a little basically, bit. Basically it, it's a dead heat between Mario brothers and this. And oh, Mario, not, Mario, that, Mario is fun, but that's not going to win it. That can't like, I didn't, I didn't see it. I mean, it looked it looks it good, fun. but uh, I don't know. This is just, there's a lot of, there's so much. This, this is on a whole other level. There's so but, much just talent. And I'm not saying like that to disparage the Mario movie or any of the other animated movies that are going to come out this year, but there's just so much, you know, style in this. All these techniques, all these new techniques. I mean, I've been an animation fan all my life. American Western animation, some anime, Pixar and stuff. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy this. I'm very enthusiastic about animation. I do not know how they did some of these techniques in the movie. And I know professional animators who work in that business. I talked to them about it after they had seen it. They were in awe of this thing also. They have no idea how some of this, these shots are pulled off. And which is, and because animation is just as legitimate a form of storytelling that's live action i think which by the way is why i'm really happy that this thing kicked the ass of the little mermaid at the box office okay has nothing to do with the actress the actress is doing a fine job she sings the song quite well i am morally opposed to these live action remakes on principle because to me it's saying we're ashamed of animation let's move it over to live action isn't it more serious now isn't it better there were certain ones you could pull it off I didn't feel like Little Mermaid was one of those, and it had nothing to do with the casting. No, situation. she. Her, her she did a great job. She sang that song phenomenally, so it's not yeah. nothing to do with her. I wish her success. You know, I and every, everything, and I haven't seen it yet, but everything that I've you read, have a daughter, you will. Oh, yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, I, I, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know if I've watched outside of Aladdin. I don't know if I've watched any of them. Like I just, I have no desire to go to go. I didn't even go see Lion King, and I love Lion. I, King. I saw part of the quote unquote live action Lion King. It was all done yeah. on a computer. There's nothing right. live action about oh. this thing, and it was a scene yeah. where Scar kills Mufasa, and there's no expression, no personality, nothing in those lions. It, well, it's. I know they're to trying me, to look photo real. They're trying to look photo real, but no. 
It doesn't well, need, yeah, like that story doesn't need to be photo. It's like, oh, what, well, uh, what's again, the point? <laughs> what's the point of that story being photo real? It, cash grab. And, and, and sure, I, yeah. it, it's so obviously a cash grab to me. And that's the frustrating part. Um, so, uh, okay. Got to talk about Peter B. Parker. Oh, because <laughs> love that guy. Me too. Um, I, I was, I knew, go, okay. So I knew going in that he didn't show up until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. We were, we were actually told some things like last week about the film. So before we, uh, before we went and saw it, not yeah. going to say who told yeah. us because I don't want them to get in trouble. Uh, but, um, there were some things that were, you know, and it was very vague. Yeah, just small Not stuff, like, like yeah. very vague stuff. Uh, so Peter B. Parker, um, Mayday, loved it. I, I, I did enjoy. My kind of quibble with that was pretty much saw most of what our Mayday, Peter yeah, B. I Parker think, stuff in the trailer. Yeah, that's all that is in the the trailers and the TV spots. So. Mayday took a crap. <laughs> That was so good. Oh man. She she was great. Um I love I love the bit where she pulls the mask, you know. The, oh my god. I mean, uh, she was fantastic. Peter B Parker was great. The um the scene uh, of the escape I thought was incredibly well done. Um I loved Miles's story here. Miles' story to me was great. Him feeling all alone, him being the the reason they didn't want to, you know, bring him in and have him involved is because he is, you know, the ultimate. What uh, I keep going, Zach. Oh, I do have. I want to kind of jump off what you're about to say because I think that might be my biggest problem with the film. But continue. Um, you know, him being treated the way he's treated i i get what kind of happened however it does kind of retcon a little bit of the film does it not of the first film the first one um perhaps i think they were vague enough that it's uh i you know i'm you know I'm interested to see Earth 42. Don't don't misunderstand. I I it, it it's oh, I love that. Concept. I that I love that honestly. Um but I I don't know, man. I, that Let me part... Here okay, here's what I'll say. We're all right. I I, I don't want to say we're going like fully into spoilers now. So Yeah, let me okay. let me put the banner right quick cuz I spoilers ahoy. While yeah. you two are talking, I'll be right back. So, so the one, I think the one thing that I didn't like necessarily about the movie was they mentioned that Spot basically doing his multidimensional experience at Alchemax, he plucked out the spider that bit Miles he plucked it out of earth 42 and, and so it, it bites miles in the first movie, et cetera, et cetera. Now that, that at, at the time, 
as I'm when that is revealed, that didn't really bother me that much. But as we keep going on, and they say like Miguel's like, oh well, you're an anomaly. Like you weren't supposed to get bitten by the spider. That was for Earth forty two. You were never supposed to be Spider Man, and now Earth forty two doesn't have a Spider Man. That kind of bugged me a little bit because. I did. I I I I thought it was tying Miles a little too much into the multiverse. Like his his origin is now kind of, you know, like he in this in this version of and because I I really liked the first movie how they did that, um, and I've read like the first year or so of his comics recently, and I you know it it's a fairly grounded thing you know spider bite and everything it's it's typical spider-man stuff so i liked what they did in the first movie and like having him be tied to the multiverse in this way loses i think some of that groundedness that i personally enjoy from spider-man um and i didn't like the whole thing like oh you're not supposed to be spider-man that seemed kind of like too it was too like i don't know like we're going we're going into like all the debates and stuff i saw some kind of like headline that said that the movie is kind of like a meta commentary on on like the spider-man fandom or something and i don't know like that kind of thing it's just the whole idea like because i don't have a problem with miles being spider-man i really like i mean it's fine i you know he can be spider-man there's a whole bunch of them out there like fine but just like tying it into the multiverse in this way and saying like, oh, you're an anomaly. You're not supposed to be Spider-Man in the movie. And I know like he's pushing the whole movie is him pushing back against that. And I like that stuff. But it's just it's just that whole aspect of it. I'm like, oh, that's it loses something for me. Well, however, however, I do. I love what they did when he. At the end of the movie, he is transported to Earth 42 and he faces the inverse version of himself who is potentially a villain, question mark, and he's the Prowler. I love that. I think, you know, they've been trying to do, they've been doing like these evil Miles things. I wasn't even thinking about like the clone saga that they did with him in the comics recently because I haven't read that at all. But my first thought with that was when Bendis you know, tease the, the 616 miles. And then we kind of got the Spider-Man two thing with that. And that I didn't really read that, but that seemed kind of like, eh, like that's whatever. But this, I like this. I like this, you know, this alternate miles, uh, essentially, you know, partnered with his uncle becomes the prowler. Perfect. That's great. That's how you do it. Uh, that kind of, that brings, uh, that takes me off the ledge a little bit with the whole like, Oh, you know, the multiversal spider and, you know, all, and the like, Oh, you're, you're the anomaly and all that. Like it, it makes me accept it more if we get this, like this, you know, um, confrontation, uh, continuing on into the next one. So that's my, that's my spiel on all that. Okay, uh, to respond to your spiel, a bit about the meta-commentary. This is one of those cases where it's art. People are going to read into it with what they sure. want to read into it. I'm not entirely yeah. sure that's there purposely. I mean, it could be. I mean, looking at it, 
I can see where they're coming from, and I don't disagree. Because I remember those debates when Miles debuted. <laughs> Boy, do I remember them. And um, I wasn't reading this book then. It had nothing to do with him. I just wasn't a fan of Bendis. I'm still not, so I wasn't reading it. I love I love Miles' story here, but and maybe it was good there. I don't know. I just but I all I know is I enjoy his story here in these movies. But as for his uh, origin being tied in with the multiverse, you know what? That makes the hero thematic. To this particular series of movies, which is a multiverse series, That's true. so they're spawn. They're, so he's becoming representative of what this entire series is about. And from a literary perspective, English major again, I I get that. I get what they would do that. Yeah, I just like I I don't know. I just I like it. I like him being more grounded. You know, I don't know. Just, it like the spider. You know, I mean, I guess it's all what you do with it. But I like the. I like it being like, oh, the you know, I think in Ultimate, like, oh, they had a bunch of different spiders and one happened to bite him like that. Yeah, okay, fine. But then it's like, well, there's a basically there's a spider for every, you know, earth in the multiverse. And like it ended up the wrong Spider-Man. Yeah, it's just some cosplayer. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's Christopher Daniel Barnes. Isn't that what John Zipper did for us? I'm an actor that plays you on TV. I should, I should, uh, I should like, you know, clarify that like this whole idea of it being meta commentary. Like I, I know that like, this isn't like the creators saying this, like, but I saw like an article that I didn't read, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> but like, it was just th- the headline said something about, Oh, this is a commentary on the fan. Like, like this, like the movie is, you know, commenting on the fan base or something. I don't I'm probably just like, you know, talking out of my ass. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it's just like that idea that it, cause I saw that. And then when it gets to that part in the movie, I'm thinking, well, is it, is that, is that what this article writer was talking about? Like this whole, like you're not Spider-Man miles Morales because you got bitten by the spider that was supposed to bite the Peter Parker in this world. And now this world is all messed up because of you. And I just, you know, I didn't like that necessarily. Well, I I did see someone in the Keeps Spectacular Spider-Man Alive Facebook group say, I'm not seeing this, not even for Spectacular. Fuck Miles Morales. Look, yeah, I mean, that's just dumb. This, yeah, that is dumb. <laughs> Listen, if if you have not gotten on board, and there's a certain somebody on a certain podcast that I will not name who he is, but he has said he will never go see it. He's never seen the first one. He will never go see it on principle. And that's fine. He's missing out on joy. It's a joyful. That's my my response to those type of people. You want to not go see it. You want to say F miles Morales. Fine. That's your prerogative. Congratulations. You're an army of 10. Okay. Because I guarantee you. Guarantee you. There is scores of people. That are that have gone to see this movie. Yeah, kick uh, Little Mermaid's ass. It destroyed. <laughs> he it destroyed the box office. Like it owned it. One of the best openings ever. It's justified its existence. There is no doubt in my mind right now. It beat Frozen. Beat it beat fucking Frozen, man. Good. <laughs> Good. Miles did not let it go. Okay. <laughs> um, and so you know what? Some and some other people like 
people like the elk, the elk of like you've mentioned, they're not letting it go either. They never let it go. And here's again uh, to to the my quibble about this movie is that it is a part one of a two part movie. It's yeah, it's, it's like, the <laughs> it, it 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 is a issue. As I don't know how much of I knew this that movie going in. Dance on, I know it going in, but how much does this movie stand on its own? Uh, and that was kind of my worry going in, and it kind of it stands okay on its own. Everybody's talking about how great of a movie it is, and it's great. It's a great film. Don't misunderstand. I gave it gave it an A minus because of my minor quibbles. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a good movie, but it's an incomplete movie. And I think when we see the second one next year. Uh, which can't wait. Uh, did it get did it get officially pushed? I think it's March, December two thousand one. I went to see a movie, one of my all time favorites, based on a book series that I love. And the way it ended, someone didn't get the notes. Got a person in the audience stood up and said, "What the hell?" It was Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> I, listen, I knew that it was part one of a three part movie because I had. Oh. The, one of the biggest Tolkien fans you can find in my dad with me. Uh, hey, read, so I knew hey, that going I've, in. Hey, I've read the Cimmerillion not once, not twice, but thrice. So, um, okay, so let's, uh, we've got people, uh, it, I mean, it is, okay, Matthew brings up Empire Strikes Back, okay, yes, but Empire is a complete movie with a great cliffhanger. And I, I guess people are saying it's the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. Okay, fine. Um, all right. Uh, how do we feel about Jessica Drew Spider Woman? Um, she was, right. she was fine. Yeah. I, you know, she was a she was a creative decision that I was like, okay. Um, I am not a giant Jessica Drew fan, so I'm not one of those. It's like pounding the table for her to act like she did in the comics that look like she did in the comics. Wait, so, you haven't watched the uh, cartoon on Disney Plus yet? I, I have not. <laughs> um, I have not. Uh, even on the recommendation of the Walp and Web Snappers guys, I have not. Love yet. those guys. Uh, they, they were they were great. Uh, hang on, I understood that reference. I understood that reference. So, um, yeah, <laughs> if you have Greg's talking about our two episodes ago. Um, so, so no, I, again, Jessica was fine. Um, I liked that she kind of had a role with Gwen. I did yeah. like that element. She is like, she is like Gwen's mentor, like how Peter was Miles's mentor. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy how baby may <laughs> Miguel, he interacted with her like that was funny. I was mm-hmm. like, because he was tr- he's trying so hard not to sm- like internally, you know, he's trying no because I mean, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I I really liked Gwen showing up and and I liked how Miles's mom lets him off the hook. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the realization he came up with. And, you know, when he tells the woman he thinks is his mom 
um, that, you know, he's Spider-Man. I really liked that scene. I thought that was that a cosplay thing. Do what? Is that a dresses her favorite characters thing? That's what she said in response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this being success proving Marvel is wrong. I, I, I don't want to get into the. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, damn it, Tavia. Okay. <laughs> Not as long as Tom Brevoort is still there. Uh, look, first, the thir- first things first. This is not going to change Marvel's mind. It's not. This movie does not does nothing to change the mind of anybody at Marvel, and anybody that thinks that way is wrong. <laughs> You're setting Sorry. yourself up for disappointment. You ex- that's exactly my next point. Yeah. Like, Speaking of people who are setting themselves up for disappointment, we're going to talk about that a little bit in a few minutes too. <laughs> you mean you mean the thing that we've talked about on this show multiple times that we have and, to fucking talk about again? Mm-hmm. That that thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Y'all gonna break y'all are gonna break me on this shit. I am so oh, I am so sick of these sycophants that do not understand we have given you given you multiple takes on this. We have I we spent 25 minutes on the last interview on Spectacular Radio having to go the fuck over this. <laughs> all right, all right. Still don't get it, Greg. Hey, they get mad at us when we post that. Do what? They get mad at us when we post that. So um, oh, yeah, you were. So should, wait, should um, let's segue Sunday, into should we, should let's we segue into Keaton. Ra- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's here's how I felt about it. I was ecstatic to see him. I love that he was there. I love the recognition. And it was a nod towards Spectacular. That's all it was. As that, I love it. I do not take it seriously as canon to Spectacular. And for a few reasons. One, that wasn't the the right model for George Stacy. Well. (laughs) I I mean, they went so far, they could have gone. I wish they'd been able to do that. Do that. That's a mere quibble. These are all just quibbles. Right. Number two, I do not see the spectacular version of Peter being that much of a conformist. I do not think he would be going along with this. If anything, I think he, the guy who wouldn't let any, who won't let look the other way ever again. If he wasn't helping Miles, he would be looking for another way that doesn't kill um, Miles's father and um, sure. doesn't. But you know what? This is not a spectacular Spider-Man movie, so yeah. I do not expect him to be a main character. I was happy with the nod. I was happy with the recognition. Sheik's design, Josh Keaton's voiceover. On that note, I was very happy about it. So as long as I don't take it seriously, I'm happy with it. If I take it seriously, I start nitpicking. Why is he going along with this? And on that note, there isn't going to be a third season of Spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man. It's just ranted. Stop taking this as a sign. It is not a sign. I am sure Josh will voice Spidey again at some point. It's not going to be a third season of Spectacular. It might be another cameo. It might be a video game. It could be anything. We're not getting in the third season of Spectacular. 
So, Walter, your your question marks because you probably haven't gone back and listened to these episodes. So let me explain for those that are new to the show. Okay. Um, as we're winding down Spec Radio, there's this movement that started on Twitter to do a season, to revive Spectacular Spider-Man with a season three. The last Next to last episode, the penultimate episode, we discussed... Um, in at length with both Greg Wiseman and Victor Cook, why it was not going to happen. What happened? Explain how everything went down, and give you as detailed and definitive of an answer as to why there wasn't a season three, as humanly possible. In most cases, such as the case with Young Justice, it's just not picked up for whatever reason. Spec was not picked up because of the internal squabbles going on thanks to the Disney merger. It was before the Disney merger even. Yeah. It was the fact yeah. that Sony owned Spectacular Spider-Man. Marvel and Disney own not Disney now own the TV rights to Spider-Man. So they can't make the show without licensing it again from from Marvel and Disney. And Marvel and Disney couldn't make a third season spectacular without licensing licensing it from Sony. They're not going to do that. There are two shows that are owned by Sony. Spectacular Spider-Man and the MTV series. They licensed the show to Disney to broadcast on Disney+. Disney bought the streaming rights for those two shows and brought them over to Disney+. That's it. It's no different than Ultimate Spider-Man, no different than the 90s show, no different than any of the others. A little bit different than the others because they had to make an agreement with Sony. That's how you're seeing Venom and Homecoming on Disney+. Plus. It's the same. And it's on Netflix, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I think, it, I think it's jumped off Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, I think now it's... But again, that's part of their deal. Sony made a deal with Netflix. They get the first run stream rights of every of all the new stuff. Then it goes to Disney Plus for the second run. It's no, it's very similar to how they license things out in terms of broadcasting rights. You know, Turner TNT, you know, Turner TNT, TNT, TBS. They'll buy, you know, broadcasting rights first run for new films, and they'll play them even if they're not. Warner or Turner owned films. That's just the way it goes. Uh, especially with Sony, Sony has no streaming service, so they get to make these type of deals. They're not having to sit there and pay for all the overhead, so they get to pay for license. They just get to pay the licensing rights. And so, some saying that, that Sony may end up being the smartest studio because they're not having to develop all that infrastructure. Now, obviously, with the writer's strike and everything going on with that, everything's on hold, and it has a lot to do with streaming. But, and Greg, you can probably speak a little bit more because you have probably better insider knowledge than most. But, again, there's not going to be a season three. This is a nod. It was a great nod. I enjoyed it. I liked how they incorporated issue 90 of Amazing Spider-Man and made it a key event. I liked the the little things like referencing how 
Gwen Stacy always falls for Spider-Man. Right? Like, and then this, it never ends well. <laughs> I mean, that is a dark line when you under when you understand the meaning behind it. To a kid, she just thinks, oh, she falls in love with Spider-Man. <laughs> no, no, it's not crapple and pop. Um so again, look. At the end of the day, I got a little angry. My apologies. But I get so irritated when we give you... We try to give you as definitive of answers to things as we can. Especially given the fact that Greg has a good relationship with Greg Weisman. Who would know better than anybody else what it means. I think it's safe to say Wiseman is a very good friend of this network. Yes. Great guy. Um, so, the, off the soapbox, next topic. <laughs> Any other things we want to touch upon? Uh, a lot of things. Spot, I guess? I thought Spot was great. Listen, Spot normally is a joke okay he's one of the he's like the classic spider-man thing where well it, it seems like a classic thing where these guys have their power sets are practically godlike but they just rob banks <laughs> you know uh, he was comedic he was entertaining uh the use of his powers was very innovative as a 90s show kid, I enjoy the spot because of the time dilation portals. Uh, it, uh, you know, so I I, I dig it. Um, I, you guys start I, to get I, scary at the end, which is good. Yeah, yeah it's it like gets a to get scary. Up. He gets more powerful and he gets scarier. There is a uh, sense of dread. Yeah, pretty good. Listen, they they make him a legitimate threat because in theory he should be a very yeah. dangerous villain, yeah. right? Oh, he's, he's legitimately treated, terrifying by the end of this thing. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely a character that should be terrifying, right? Uh, to, to the ability to to and you know when they were doing these reinterpretations and reintroductions during brand new day, I was like, eh, but I remember the spot issue and, and, and in particular, and, and I thought that was one of the better issues that they Who did. Wrote that? Oh, don't give me line. So someone knows Kelly, if you want to jump on and give your thoughts, you certainly can. I'll give come on. I'll send you the link. Come on in. <clears throat> um, I, I think she talked about it on crawl space, but, um, yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I, 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 to me, the spot is a character that was taken seriously. I, his design, like his action figure, I didn't love. Okay, not gonna lie, didn't love the action figure. <laughs> I love it now that I got it out of the package and I posted it around and I've got it kind of uh, hanging from the ceiling. Hang on, let me, let me blow you up, Greg. Let me switch people. 
It's it's a bit hard, but it's. I think uh, I see him. He's like he's right there in the middle, kind of that white figure in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right here. Again, uh, this is you know, spot. They did well. God, I love that '90s show arc too. Those bitty tentacles. Um, but I, I again, I am, I am all in on him being a villain here. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm all in injected in my veins. That part I liked. I love the bit with, with the bread falling out of his stomach. That was great. <laughs> I actually have the comics take note. I mean, if we can, up, if DC can upgrade Mr. Freeze after the animated series got a hold of him, why not? Yeah. Again, um, I'm surprised that we are not getting a spot story by Zeb Wells. <sighs> it's going to happen now. You just said it. And he's in the movie. I, I just spoke it into existence. I know. Um, I don't know how I feel. Again, I am. I I love the spot. I love the fact that we get at the end of the film, we get the original group. Yeah. Oh, that was. That, that, I was oh, like, that's now that's a team right there. Speaking of the spots, the spot I love the design. He wasn't Jack and built like a bodybuilder, which he was in the '90s show. But to be fair, everybody was in the '90s show. Yeah, he was just kind of like a schlubby scientist, kind of. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, <laughs> but then he figures it out, and then he becomes more terrifying. It's a great arc there, or a great yeah. progression. I don't know. Um, so what else we got? We got spot. We've done, we talked about miles and Gwen. Um, I liked, I liked spider punk a lot. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is cause we, we reviewed the recent mini series on the Patreon and I feel like, I mean, you know, he's a cool looking character, but I think they did there. There's really something. I don't know if it's like the, the, the movie version just has this. I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit here. The, he's got the exaggerated swagger of a British punk and it's kind of like, he's a Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's like, and it's kind of like, it's kind of jokey, kind of like a pastiche thing, but it, I think it works better than, I think it kind of works a little better than what we've gotten uh, in the miniseries. I loved all the details on his guitar, just, all the decals yeah. and stickers and things he added. It just kind of, I don't know. I, and I think i think Kelly said this on our Discord. Like, he has a voice now, whereas he didn't, you know, he, he I mean, he had a voice in the comics, but it was kind of, I think, I think maybe that was my problem with it was like the voice. Cause especially in the miniseries, like mm-hmm. I said something like, well, it's okay. But some of the dialogue, I'm just kind of like, eh, like it seemed too like skewing too young for me. And I feel like I'm not that old, but there's this thing like, I don't know. It was just kind of too hello fellow kids but <laughs> Steve Buscemi about this version it, it it feels right 
and I'm I'm like all in on that guy now. <laughs> like, Listen, this uh, uh, and uh, does a does a great job. So Ziggler's Spider Punk was something that I really liked. Um, <clears throat> I, I liked I, it. I liked the art a lot. That was the thing. The art was the art on that book was great, and it fit the whole idea of the. I I do like how the they punk make, thing. <laughs> I do like how they kind of make punk closer to what slot had envisioned for him. Right. Because originally he was supposed to be Spidey UK and they kind of spun him off as, as, as well. Well, what it was, was I'll tell this story again. Slot didn't slot like in the first spider verse event from 2014, he just wrote in the script. Oh, spider UK is there. And there was no like notes on what it looked like. And Olivier Coipel drew spider punk essentially and so i was like this guy's cool who is that and olivier quapel said oh that's spidey spider uk and slot's like oh that you know that's not what i was thinking when i you know because he meant like the brian braddock you know yeah guy whatever captain britain Um, yeah the captain britain thing like uh so then basically i think then slot maybe you know I don't know who then like retooled it into spider punk, but that was, you know, yeah, that was what happened there. It was like a happy accident. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, and I would say, well, it's interesting too. Cause I, when I saw his design, like the action figure, I was kind of like, this is fine, but it's, it's a little more like, he doesn't have like a cost. He has a costume of course, but he has like, more of a standard costume with, you know, in the comics, but with a leather jacket and the, the Liberty spikes on the, on the mask and seeing the, seeing the, uh, the action figures like, yeah, you know, like I get it. They're kind of reinventing it a bit. They're making it a little more, you know, rough around the edges and thrown together and you know gritty and you know I think it looks better for what it is and and honestly yeah like in the movie it just looks great <laughs> i honestly well, think again that, i'm all in i'm like I this like, is the guy i retroactively like the figures better now that i've seen the yeah film. yeah mm-hmm. i almost <laughs> wish that they hadn't came out before the film i saw i was at a little event this past weekend and you know a, a toy vendor had some of them out there and i I didn't look at him too closely, but I saw the 2099 one and I was mm-hmm. like, just, I saw like, like the top half and I was like, that looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I do agree with, uh, uh, Masoom. Yeah. Given the, the, the initial, uh, merch leaks that's had Cyber or Spider-Man. I actually expected the character to actually make an appearance longer than two I seconds. Was, yeah. I was surprised at that too. But I, I think they to sell a big figure. Exactly. Yeah. They, that's like, Oh, this is an interesting, this is an interesting version. We can make a toy out of that. And then there's like, you know, you see, you see, uh, you see them around, but it's, there's no speaking role or anything. Yeah. Uh, Brad is not, this is not Duke. This is not crawl space. That was huh? just a one-off anyway. Um, I, I I I liked it. Um, got a lot of questions in the chat right now. So it makes sense. Them Spider Gwen and Spider Punk being friends makes sense because they have the music yeah. connection. Yes, yes, 
And I liked how she became his. He's drunk. a rebel. She's a bit of a rebel too. So like they're they're kindred spirits, and I yeah. think that it also they're kind different. Of made they're it the same. Fun. Yeah. It 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 kind of made it fun for uh for Miles to be jealous because he had nothing to right. be jealous about, right? <laughs> but um, you know uh. Oh, but, yeah, and it is it is cool how he, how Hobie Spider Punk he. He also like it, it's cool that he ends up helping out Miles and he, you know, he teaches Miles some things. He's like, oh, you want to do that with your whole hand, yeah. not just your fingertips. And then it all comes back around. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, I wasn't expecting he uh, they weren't expecting live action Prowler. I love that. That that was great. That was great. That was great. Yep. Uh, Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. and Tobey Maguire are like expected go-to areas, but I wouldn't have been disappointed. I did like the reference to. I, I was glad that that wasn't just something that they put in the trailer. That they actually make the reference to No Way Home. Give us Mando Scorpion if the movies aren't yeah. going to. It's time. It it is time for that. He's not on Better Call Saul anymore. It's time mm-hmm. we get that plot thread back up. Uh, you know, renew your vows group. That was great. Again, little small cameos. Like I was I nice. saw them in there, <laughs> but you feel like it's a blinking thing. Uh, this is going to be one of those that you're going to sit there and you're going to watch it on like quarter yeah. quarter speed, just to or certain <laughs> scenes like the Spider Society, just oh. to see which ones you could find because they had a oh, lot. You know, of things made up. you know, someone that's going to this movie repeatedly just to write down every Spider Man mm. they see. So. You know, uh, or they like already have a copy of the Chinese bootleg, <laughs> or they got a fire stick and they got it jailbroken. Not that we are endorsing that for any no, reason. No, that... piracy is wrong. Piracy is wrong. Arr. Arr. No, Don't piracy sail the wrong. seven seas. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll call you Mass. My bad. I, I blanked on your name for a second, buddy. Uh, Spider-Man India was great. Um, yes, yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun. I liked how they they hate they you know smashed Mumbai and New York oh, City. Wait, wait, wait! The moment the cops started running for the child, did your mind go there to George Stacy's death? Did it go there? Mine did immediately. Not, not really until it was like, oh, can an event averted, and it said ASM ninety. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, or I think it was around there. Anyway, like I'm not sure if I understood it at first, but when it said that, it's like, oh yes, I understand that reference now. Uh, I don't. Okay, another question by Tevia. Anybody else have any other questions? Throw it in the throw it in the chat because we're at the we're at the Q and A section of the of the episode. Uh, I'm not ready to say he wants to kill my. Oh, read the question for the audio for the audio listeners. Do you believe Spider-Man 2099 wants to kill? Miles Morales because holy shit, twenty nine was super intense in this movie. I think I don't um, think he wants to kill him. I think he wants to stop him by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was. He wants to stop him. That that's bottom line. He just wants to stop him because he thinks that it's going. He's going to cause a cataclysmic event, and he doesn't have the faith and the trust in him that say a Peter B. Yeah. Parker does. Uh, I did also enjoy the, the the scenes with Peter B. and and Miles of talking about how he inspired him to have a child. 
Yeah. Uh, that was great. I also love the MJ scene. Yeah, because when he, well, because he said, you know, I wanted to have a child because if they grew up anything like you, it would, you know, it would be worth it. It would be, yeah. <laughs> Just that's that was a that's a very nice. It's a very nice moment and it strengthens their bond and it shows that like it the first movie really that relationship really means something well to both of them because Miles is like, you know, he misses him too and yeah. He misses everybody. And so yeah. the fact that everybody that he misses is coming to to his rescue I think is great yes. automatically. Yes. Um you know, so the MJ scene was uh was very nice. Like you yeah. were saying, Zach, um, people are saying like, you know, she she's not in these movies a lot. But when she is, she tells it like it is. She packs quite a punch. So she doesn't take Peter B's BS. And that's great. <laughs> and that's also how you write Mary Jane. Mary Jane shouldn't take Peter's BS. Uh, Misery Brick, I did talk about uh, characterization of Spot a little bit. Uh, I, I, I Again, I. He's very good. Like I him. like his origin story. I like how they tied it into last movie. Um, I think he's uh, he's elevated to a level that I think they tried to do in the 90s show, um, but never quite got there. Obviously, with the comics, I mean, I'm a huge fan of James DeMatteis, and he made, he made him in the Legion of Losers. So it's not like... He's a character that's been taken seriously a lot. Um, so I, I, I do like that they've elevated that character. And I think he would have been fun to see on, on in live action, too. It's like he has um, these he has these universe imploding powers. So it's like, yeah, yeah you better take him seriously. Now, here's the thing with the live action. Someone Dr. Doom should be making new stuff like he does Molecule Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, live action, it could easily get to be in Hokey. I think he works probably better in animation just because of that. Because it's we stunning were, visual. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to say, we were talking, we were, I, I thought about this when we were talking about like, oh, this is like, you know, this is like art and like the animation, you know, is great and everything. Like, I do feel like, man, these, these comic book superheroes, like in some ways they're being done a disservice in live action. I kind of think that, animation cartoons that's sort of the way to go there is i love the avengers movies i will take the first season and a half of earth's mightiest heroes over the avengers movies that's how that's not me dissing the movies that's high praise for that show yeah to me i view earth's mightiest heroes and spectacular spider-man in the same level as batman the animated series yes me too they are the definitive, what I feel is the definitive reimaginings of, in animation of those particular franchises. And I, you could even add Superman to that as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think those four are massive pillars. Um, I just recently did a whole rewatch of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And if I was to introduce somebody to the Avengers, that would be my, my gateway. Um, so, uh, speaking of visuals, Renaissance vulture, that was fantastic. Yes. 
I was very pleased with that entire bit. Um, I, I the Renaissance Vulture was not something that I was, you know, uh, expecting. Uh, Mass says, I hope Beyond Spider Spider Verse expands on Spider Bite. It's very random how she helped Miles then join Gwen's team. Uh, yeah, they had a couple like, moments. They had a couple like small moments. I don't know. She had a few small moments, but it really wasn't. Um, there uh, again, Tevia. There's there's also a lot of. Uh, you know what? We're, Greg and I are eventually going to do that other show one of these days. Eventually. <laughs> uh, so again, uh, I I definitely echo Masses for all his complaints. It's one of the best comic book movies in a very long time. And we're comic book fans. We're always going to have complaints and quibbles with these things. It just brings so much baggage to them. I don't think he was going to bite Vulture. Duke, I, I well, he can like he can like stun people with his bite. I think. Right. I don't. Yeah. Like. Actually, you, they didn't really you, go. Just, in, they didn't go into. You read the series, so I'm going to defer. Well, to they. You. Well, I, I don't think he really bit anyone. Now that I think, like, I in that first year, like he has the fangs, but I'm trying to. I th- I think maybe he bites somebody, but maybe not. I don't know. I again. Oh yeah, he no, he does like near the end of it. I think he. He, and I think it, it doesn't kill them. Just I don't think. Yeah, I think it's just like a paralyzing thing. You know, it's actually that. What do, what was he? He like inject? Did you guys? I don't think anyone's. I haven't seen anyone talk about this. He was injecting something into himself. What do you think that was all about? Because I know. Bane's I mean, venom. He got that from another multiverse. <laughs> Wait, they can't go into DC's multiverse, can they? Because I, I wonder, I wonder what that was all about. Good catch. Very good catch. Maybe that's going to be a plot point in the next film. The only thing, like, I'm thinking, maybe it has something to do with um, how he got his powers. I think about how, in his, you know, might explain why he was so violent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm boy. wondering if I got people asking me. <laughs> I went on my rant, man. Uh That was one of the first things he did. I, I could I couldn't let that go. Um I said my speech was spectacular. Misery yeah, that I was thinking that like cuz maybe cuz the whole thing about his origin everybody is that like well, read his first issue, but Rapture is a drug in the 2099 universe that's basically highly addictive. You can't kick it. And because of stuff, uh, Miguel gets it unwillingly and he does his experiment that gives he tries to rewrite his genetic code to kick the drug. And he basically gets spider powers. Read the whole first issue. You'll understand, you know, what I'm leaving out here. But I, I guess I'm wondering if maybe they're going, they're making it so that he's like still, he didn't actually kick the addiction in this. But maybe they won't go into it. But eh, I could see, you know, I wonder. I think about the third movie, and I could see them maybe like opening with more of Miguel's backstory in the third one. You know what? Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Eric right. Porter has has a good point. Now, how come Sony can appease fan base with Marvel comics? Uh, it, because again, make good movies. That's how they they they're, look. I Lord and Miller know what the hell they're doing. They have proven that with every property they've touched. They made Twenty One Jump Street into something that's viable. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, 21 that's Jump a, Street was just a funny. cheesy 80s TV show. It's pretty funny, too, those movies. And, and, and they turned it into an absolute gold mine of buddy comedy. So I think when they look at and but at the same time, they took that cheesy 80s film and they treated it with the property with reverence and respect. You know, I, I, the way they they incorporated that original franchise in, I thought was genius if you've never seen it. Um, but even though they're, they were writing a comedy, they, they treat it with respect. So anytime that they have touched a property, whether it be the Lego movie, I mean, the Lego movie shouldn't have freaking worked. It was going to be a 90 minute toy commercial. That's what everybody thought. And it had heart. They wrote hard into it. They, they respected their audience. That's the thing that's difference. The difference right now between Sony with this fan base and Marvel Comics. The at the end of the day, all the stuff that we talked about in the last episode, what you can boil it down to is: Do you respect your readers and or viewers? Respect them enough to treat them with respect instead of treating them with contempt. And I think that boils it down. I, the, the, um, I, 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 yes, but I still hang on. I, I don't necessarily agree with that because you look at uh, look. I have Phase Four has been very hot and cold for me. Uh, there's things I've really liked about Phase Four, and there's things I didn't like about Phase Four. Okay, Shang Chi, um, Multiverse Madness, you know, No Way Home. They've done well. They do treat the audience with respect. Marvel Studios does. Different entity than the comics. But again, it is an entirely different... Yes, Kevin Feige is technically over everything now that finally Perlmuter is out. The comics are just small potatoes. But again, the comics are... The comics are are an IP factory. The comics are IP factory, I mean, and they're, they're essentially a tax write-off. If you want to okay. think of it that way, I mean, you, you're maybe not wrong. <laughs> and say what if you I, will about what Slot did with this Spider-Verse concept, but he, him and Bendis, with the Spider-Men and Spider-Verse, they've made it, they took out the stupid inheritors. Yeah, I got to say, I'm, I'm just, you know, will the inheritors show up? keep them no. far away from this <laughs> i'm sorry paul like paul uh you know paul oh, thinks I, I they're don't, gonna I bring don't the in, in. I, I, yeah, don't. I don't it's gonna take away Morlin was supposed to be a one-shot villain he was never mm. supposed to come back after that first story and then yeah i mean i mean we talked about it with the other they basically took a half-baked idea of 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 Strigetsky's and like, well, what would happen if you brought back Moreland? And he's like, well, you know. Oh, all right, we're going to make it an event. What? It was, Yeah, it was around that time editorial started hijacking his book. Yeah, 100%. And so, uh, you know. Um, we'll see how long Captain America lasts. Yeah. Uh, again, do but here's the thing. I trust Lord and Miller to adapt and take the best elements and do what Marvel Studios has done, which is take the best elements of the stories and adapt them to screen. Um, 
you know, the, I, I, I give I give them all the credit. But again, this is part two of a two part story. If this was a Peter driven Spider Verse story, I think it would probably have the inheritors. But again, with Miles being the driving force, Miles and Gwen, yeah, Gwen being the driving force, I just don't see it. I think it would be interesting. It was posited on uh, Paul's comic binge review of this movie. His guest, Sketchcraft, posited that now this movie had all the spider people. The next movie should have all the villains, like all these Sinister Six people. Now, that would be insane, but I could I could see that being like a huge... Uh, yeah, like, go get 90s cartoon Doc Ock, Spectacular Green Goblin, go get... <laughs> I don't... I don't know how to feel about that. It, well, yeah, it they're, would not, just, they're not doing that. They're not. But doing it, that. it it would be interesting though if they had this thing where like you know spot because you know you had essentially you would have like an Avengers Endgame moment where you have like all the all the Spider heroes fighting against slot a uh, slot uh, <laughs> uh, all yes. the uh, all the Spider heroes <laughs> fighting against Spot and Spot's like Freudian. okay. And he brings uh, he uh, and Spot pulls out like a bunch of variations of Sinister Six, Spider-Man villains, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, so there's this huge like, I mean, it would be like it would <laughs> it would be nuts, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's just that's just a little fun idea. The story is well, a little more personal than that, but and, and that know. and that's the thing is I think. W- you can really run the risk of it stop being a personal story. Sure. Because uh, it is. Villains have hurt this franchise in the movies in the past. No Way Home pulled it off, but Spider Man 3, Amazing Spider Man 2. Be yeah. careful. It, 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 again, it would, it, be amb- the- it would be amb- ambitious and a bold move if they were to do on the, something. On the other hand, Kingpin had a bunch of villains working for him. That's, yes, exactly. Like, in the first movie, there's like you know, there's a few villains. Live now, Octavius. Like, yeah. Now you just multiply that by like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. Until we get a trailer, until we get a teaser. I'm not. I mean, I'm not expecting it. I'm just saying it's it's a it's a fun little speculation. You know. Um, so and Mass brings up a good point. I mean, this isn't this isn't Sony Marvel. This isn't Sony making a great movie. It's Lord Miller. Sony Marvel Studios are both thinking about making their respective IPs viable indefinitely. To be fair, Sony was also smart enough to hire Lord Miller to do this. Yeah, I was gonna say they made the right choice and they give and they gave them the creative latitude. But again, that, that also goes into the there's a difference between Sony Pictures Animation. It's a whole different department than Sony Studios. Though I kind of cringed whenever we saw Pascal pictures. I was like, oh, God. That's fine, whatever. I I, I cringe. I, I know she's been a part of it since the beginning, and I get it, but like, she's left Sony. She needs. <laughs> I know she gets producer credit in, in perpetuity, and I, I get it, but. I was like, oh, uh, I did not see a picture of Stanley. Um, he was in the third. He was in the first movie, but um, I don't think he was in this movie. I didn't notice one either. Maybe next movie. Uh, 
I, 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 I wouldn't say that, Tevia. Sony live action really doesn't give a damn about Spider-Man. No, they do. They make a good chunk of money. Yeah. They, they look. They make more money working with Marvel than the diminishing amount of returns that they were getting without working with Marvel. And, and look, this if this ends up grossing a billion dollars, like it will, that's, that's a massive win. At the rate animated property becomes a tentpole to, for you, the rest of your studio. It's a massive win. Also, one thing to remember: Sony made Spider-Man One and Spider-Man Two back in the day. If they have the right people involved. And they let somebody like a Raimi look. I ain't gonna lie. I'm kind of interested in that Craven Hunter movie. I shouldn't be. I don't want to be. I want to hate it. I want to hate it. And they made that Morbius movie also. Listen, I did. I I'm gonna plug it. Voices from the Eerie, our Roy Sato interview. He was one of the animators on Gargoyles, and then he went to become the head animator on Morbius. He disses that movie on my show. I think everybody disses that movie because there was a reason it got pushed 12 times. Okay. It was it's not a good time. They, they shot the movie, they cut the movie and then they're going, what have we done? And then internet trolls got the manipulated them into re-releasing it. Oh dude, that was funny. That was so funny. But uh, again, uh, okay. And I get what you're saying, Duke, because you've said this several times in the chat. My only problem with the movie was that it was cliffhanger. Yes. In a year, if it's good, it won't be a problem anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My dad had the same problem. But he didn't know that it was part one of part two of a two-part movie. I didn't I didn't warn him ahead of time. Because I wanted to get his honest to God take. He enjoyed right. it. He started watching the first movie on the on the flight. Um and then he got caught. He got like to the same spot in the damn movie. <laughs> so he had not seen it. Uh, but he was watching it on TV on, the, on his flight down and he got to the same spot and he had to change planes. And so he gets back up on the plane and starts watching it again, gets to the same part of the movie. And he's freaking lands. <laughs> so he never got to finish it. Um, are you flipping kidding me? That's awesome. <laughs> Winnipeg Webhead, uh, one of our one of our patrons. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much what happened at the end of my first showing of Fellowship of the Ring. Someone in the theater screamed. <laughs> Good for Spider Verse. At least we did get to see part three. Exactly, exactly. We we know there's a part three. Something to look forward to. We have something to look forward to because right now it looks like Tom Holland's taking a year off, so he's not going to be huh. starring in Spider Man. And you know what? We also got PS5 Spidey later this year to tide us over. Yeah. I, I've actually been playing Guardians today. The new Guardians game. And it's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. The soundtrack is bomb. Especially if oh, you like... Oh, yeah. Um, that, uh, the score in this movie... The score in this movie is great. I think it might be better than the last score. Um... Because I've been listening to that. Are I've been we going to gonna talk about the music? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> starting. The, he tried, I'm starting he tried right to come on the show tonight, and I, I, I didn't see his, uh, I didn't see his DM until after we started. Uh, but yes, I understand that reference, Greg. Adam doesn't, but we'll talk about it off air. Uh, yes, it's only on PS5. Um, sorry to tell you, they and for very good reason. There's a reason it's only on PS5. I don't think they would have been able to make the game work. The way um, they expanded upon the city, now you can go into Queens and Brooklyn. The expansion of the city, the 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 graphics, the light tracing, the way the water stuff. There, there's when you watch those 12 minutes of footage, you you can tell that it is a pure PS5 game. And if they had tried to make it for both platforms, I think it would have been broken. And I don't think you would have gotten what you got. Um, it would have been significantly diminished. Yes, yeah, so we actually did get an official date. It is October 20th. Uh, pre-orders are up now. I don't like the costumes. We talked. We were talking about this in our chat. Oh, yeah. Those costumes a, are ass. I'm those, sorry. Like, those pre-order exclusives, I, there's one I like. But they're just all over-designed for the most part. No offense to the artists, but yeah, that's, that's video games. <laughs> Listen, Winnipeg Webhead, you and I both, buddy. That's the only reason I'm getting a PS5. Actually, no, it's not. Um, I, I, I play Madden. I play um, other games. So, like, I am... Uh, But, like, uh, I'm getting it for Spider-Man. Let's put it that way. And, by the way, I was looking on eBay. You can get one for pretty cheap now on eBay. The scalpers are having to sell it for below market price. They're more widely available now. Yep. I've got one. The scalpers have (laughs) finally lost. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I haven't played Street Fighter in so effing long, Tevya. <laughs> so, like, look. I have the same opinion about these pre-order costumes that I have, and we'll talk about this, I think, on the next episode when we have the full the full group. Because um, obviously we'll have some more of the people. But I have my opinion about most of the Insomniac design costumes is is that they're terrible. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like hardly any of them. The first game, I I never like. If they were not comics based, I didn't use them. I I didn't care for them. There was a ton that I didn't care for. The most of the Insomniac stuff, I was like, eh. I I enjoyed their interpretation of classic costumes. I am a fan of of the Kane costume, even though there are certain people that fucking hate it. <laughs> because of the unnecessary lines. And I'm like, the only part that I probably don't like about it is the, is the red lines on the black part. Right. But like the two tone scarlet part on the torso. I love that. I love it. Uh, I love their Ben Riley. Their Ben Riley costume is bomb diggity. Uh, it, it, as soon as I can get that costume, I, that's pretty much what I used. Um, so, uh, again, I, I, 
Lord Miller, I think, have done a really good job. They have a, a reverence and respect for the Spider-Men comic, and I think that they have a reverence and respect for the IPs that were developed outside of uh, during that Spider-Verse comic. I think that they take they took the best. They did exactly what. Um. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. not the benefit oh, of hindsight. He's... <laughs> Plus, with the release of this movie and this game, I'm going to need to buy all these suits IRL for his job because he cosplays. And hey, it's um, happened before. The Civil War movie was better than the comic, in my opinion. Civil War was better. Like, Winter Soldier's a great, you know, one. Um, but I think it's superior. Like, I trust them to take the best elements, and that's what they've done with this movie. You know, I don't want to turn it into a bash, a slot, slot bashing session. Because I'll be honest, I enjoy, I've been enjoying, I have been enjoying Dan Slot's Adjective of Spider-Man book with Mark Bagley more than I have the last few issues of Amazing. Low so. bar. Low bar. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I know it's a low bar, but like. Bagley drawing Spider-Man. I just wish it wasn't the Osborne suit. Like Pepsi Man. <laughs> Pepsi Man. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it, Neil. Uh, he's asleep. Um, so okay. We've been going an hour and a half. Final questions for us in the chat. Yes, even Spider-Boy. I have I, I Spider-Boy's in a, in an inoffensive part. Spider Boy like, might be potentially, uh, well, who knows? Like it could. I I heard. I said this in our Discord. This is anecdotal. Comic shop I follow basically says that the first issue sold terribly of Slots Run, but it's all of a sudden become a hot book. Now that that could be the Spider Boy effect. It could be the the Spider Verse story has ended effect. I don't know. But again, this is totally anecdotal. It's just one shop, but. It's interesting. Personally, I think the the Spider Verse story probably was one issue too long. Um, probably could have cut it down an issue at least. Didn't need to be seven parts, I don't think. Um, but the Peter Parker stuff in that story, I thought was really fun. I, I thought he did a good job. Thought this was his best writing of Silk ever. Um, he created the character <laughs> and he created the character because her first appearances were ass and prison ass respectively. Well, Robbie Thompson showed him how R- Robbie yeah. Thompson basically destroyed um, comparatively his uh, everything after her first appearances is great. Uh, when is the next book of X episode? Uh, so the part three should be broadcasting sometime this month. I by by the end of the month it'll be out, and then it will go exclusively to Patreon subscribers. Question: Do you feel enough Spider People were on Miles' side when he confronted Miguel before the chase scene? It's been upset the spec Spidey approved of letting people die in character. We did talk about that too, Jeff. Um, where it's not, it's an it's not it's it's a cameo. But it's not. We don't. I don't. Neither. Neither Greg or I really consider that. Like it's. Oh, it's. It's Spec Spidey. It's yes. It's voiced by Josh Keaton. Yes, it's designed it's by. It's a nod. It's a camera. Yeah. It's. It's. it's it yeah. is. It is, and it isn't. It's a version of the character. You know, like it's not. 
it's not the show. It, I mean, if you want it to be the show character, sure, but it doesn't have to be the show character either. It's kind of like that's how I think about No Way Home because yeah. I feel like you know Toby and Andrew in in that movie, like they're def they they are those characters from the Raimi movie, but and the web movies, but they also kind of aren't because of how like certain things like the way they wrote some stuff of like how the villains know about certain things and i don't know like for all intents and purposes sure they are those characters but i think people would have less of a headache if you know they just think of them as a version of the character if that makes sense I agree. That's what I do. I mean, otherwise, I can nitpick that movie to death, and I like yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah, agree too. <laughs> Missed your early your take earlier on Ben in this movie, uh, written by Winnipeg Webhead. Other than Andy Samberg, who would you? Oh man, who would Chris I? Pine. I would have. I would have brought Chris Pine back. Yeah, Chris Pine. I think w- to me would have made a little more sense. Uh, Chris Pine, I would have brought back. I would either. You know, I I wouldn't have minded Peter. Uh, you know, uh, the guy that voices Peter B. I, I didn't understand yeah, Jake Johnson. Yeah. yeah Jake Johnson playing, playing Ben. I, it would have been possibly fun to see Christopher Daniel Barnes. Yeah. Or, you know, um, voice Ben. That would have been kind of fun. One of the past Spidey's voicing Ben. Andy Samberg just didn't fit for me. Uh, I mean, he fit for what they did. Let me, let me rephrase for what they did. He fit. Did I love it? No. Did I feel like it was slightly disrespectful? Yes. But I love the design and I am going to not hate it because hopefully he's going to have a prominent role in the next film. It's like, was it was it funny? Yes. <laughs> More or less. I, 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 it's like I, it's like what they I did, did with I didn't laugh, but but other people did. I mean, it was, it's like it's like what they did with Noir in the last one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, they only he's have, the war of that team. Isn't he? Yeah, like, and, um, and and Penny maybe a little bit, but I, you know, they kind of they made Penny kind of see some shit in this one. I guess like I that almost that was almost like a like she came up really quick and it's like oh yeah there she is like but then you yeah. see the side by side like of into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse and it's like she's seen some shit now. <laughs> that's true. Uh, now I will say this. There is a element of what they did with Ben that is technically true. Because if you go back and you read those original comics, especially like the Scarlet Spider issues, like the first six months of the of, of the Clone Saga, you got a lot of the "I'm not a man, I'm a right. clone," and that's what they were playing off of. So yeah. I understood the joke. I just didn't like the joke. If that makes uh, sense. Yeah. Um, but you don't, just don't take it personally. I, hey, I'm not going to take it personally. Hey, at least it wasn't. Hey, at least it wasn't Anubis Spider, Scarlet Spider. <laughs> it's like oh, he's he's gonna. They're gonna be in the third one. <laughs> don't talk about Anubis Spider Man. Um. All right. Can't wait till the 17th for the 25th anniversary episode. Yeah, we're gonna be doing live callers. I was gonna be talking about that here in a little bit, Eric. Uh, you guys want to participate and have your voice heard on the show that's going to be uh next saturday from when this is being recorded um, uh gonna probably start it at 8 p.m central time 9 p.m eastern um I'll clear my so, calendar. Uh, if you've 
uh, I forgot to, man, I don't know if I could answer that in this episode. Duke. Yeah, it's, that, uh, it's tough. Join our discord link down in the description um, and ask that question maybe in the general chat or something. And maybe I can sit down and write it. Cause that's like, that's like a detailed thing. Uh, do you know, I want one issue appearance of a spider person. Uh, oh, like, okay. You're explaining what you were just saying. Uh, question. Would you have had Kane Scarlet out spider be the nineties emo version with Ben Riley being a joke in this movie? Um, I like to, I would have liked to have seen Kane. Sure. Um, I would expect to see Kane in his Scarlet Spider costume, not as his 90s self. I think he so, is in there in the in his Scarlet Spider costume somewhere. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I, in fact, I would have been shocked if he'd been in his 90s suit. And I love his 90s suit. Uh, we'll always be slightly disappointed. Yeah. And again, they may it may have been schedules and maybe we'll see them in the next film. There's the they basically said that they're they've got a lot well next film they've got a lot of more room for more cameos so. bring in the amazing friends or did they and i missed it i, I didn't see they did. friends. um but uh well, spider you can, only, you can only have uh you can only have spider-man though <laughs> bring in the one from the electric company they give more respect than ben <laughs> did in the last 10 years Cone conspiracy <laughs> that's true low uh, bar yeah you can walk over that bar. I think the penny stuff was an apology to Jake Wyatt who complained about it into the spider verse. Uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that Mis- misery. Burke. I mean, he's going to get a live action TV show. They are going to bring back noir. Um, uh, question. Do you have, do you think you would have chasm in this movie? No, not, uh, Ben was so mopey at the beginning of the clone saga and they were not subtle about Kane that they might as well have named him Abel instead. <laughs> All right. Good job. Uh, the Peter 90s ace was worse than Ben's. Do you remember Peter? I do remember that. Yes. Uh, it said 957 originally. I, I'll, uh, I'll I'll change it, Eric. So just be sure you're uh, subscribed. There's a concept of all the clones. Yeah. And it's great. Great stuff. It is great stuff. Um, Video Man was there, though. Oh yeah, well, but he, uh, yeah, but that was like a that was an original character created for that show, I believe. It was so they can probably use that. Oh, because it's probably it maybe falls under the Spider-Man villain usage that Sony has. I have a good authority that Doctor Noah Body was in there. Uh, great show. Happy to I see get Greg. it. Jeffrey, uh, where's Kane? By the way, apparently, according to interviews with Zeb Wells before he went into his bunker and hiding, uh, <laughs> that Kane is going to show up in a future story. Uh-oh. There is plans. Uh, no. I, well, I think it's part to, to as part of the Ben Riley meta arc. Mm-hmm. So. You know, uh, yes, Mayday is cute and adorable. We'll talk about her on Make Mine Mayday. Yes. Um, Zach, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Um, 25th anniversary of the website. Um, I have a big monologue that I'm gonna be um, doing at the beginning of the episode. It's probably it's just good at them. Uh, it's gonna be me talking about it. Um, gonna be me doing a live read of it. 
I was going to do a pre-recorded video, but I was like, nah, I'll, just, I'll, I'll uh, do as our old friend Bill O'Reilly says. Oh, no. <laughs> do it live. No, we'll do it live. Jeez, Bill. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. And thing sucks. All right, all right, Bill. All right, you can go down. Enough. That's enough uh, out of him. <laughs> that's enough out of you, Bill. Um, yeah, we'll do it. I'll do it live, and um, I, I'm gonna have fun with it. We're gonna have some fun, um, and hopefully, uh, we'll have some people show up, and and uh, I'll. The promotion for that is going to be quite a bit. So if you guys want to be a part of the show and you don't necessarily want to be on camera, you could always leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631. Any voicemails for the 25th anniversary will be played on that episode. I will You'll you also don't actually have to turn your camera on. You can just hang out with Yeah, yeah, if you want to see if you don't want to see your face, you can just do uh um you can just do this, you know. And 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 you'll have like a little sphere and a little circle and um so what the devil was that? Uh, that was a, if you've never look up, Bill O'Reilly loses his shit. Um, <laughs> it was when he was on inside edition and uh, he literally lost his mind. And uh, so, dropped you still have the one I, you still have the one I made for you. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it's on this one. Mike, you are really high. Thanks, Jonathan Frakes. Uh, how do you get on the show? Um, okay, so good question. Thank you for, for bringing that up. So if you want to be a part of the program, um, you can either leave the voicemail. Uh, I will leave that open on the day of. So if you just want to call in, you can certainly call in. I can use the soundboard to loop you in. That's how my dad got on, I think, last year was that he called me during the show. Um, but if you want to be a part of the show, send me a DM on the Facebook page. I will send you the link to StreamYard, and then you can jump on. So um, we'll, you'll be in the green room, and, and uh, you'll be able, once you're in the green room, that I can pull you in. Uh, just make sure that you're wearing headphones if you're going to be on screen or, you know, um, have some headphones on so that way there's no echoing because sometimes you'll get an echo um, and and do that. So uh, if you want to be on the program, just let me know. Um, looking forward to it. Hopefully we'll have some some returning faces, some familiar faces, some some uh, everybody across the network, you know, jumping in and saying hi. It's a, it's a celebration, man. We're really, really excited uh, about this 25th year and, and, um, you open know, bar? Will there be an open bar? Uh, I mean, if you if you want to, I don't necessarily recommend drinking and podcasting because I used to do that a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I, I did notice that uh, that Adam was drinking a beer tonight, which I I, <laughs> I respect. Uh, you know, I, I have done drinking and podcasting when I was talking about Chasm. Um, of course, because I needed that uh, to get through it. Uh, but yeah, so um, I will make a. Twitter, um, I'll Twitter. I'll make a Twitter. <laughs> I'll make a tweet, and I will post it on our Facebook page. How do you get on the show? Um, so follow us on the social medias. I'll also post it in the Discord, and um, when we start the promotion, which basically will start tomorrow for the next week. So if you want to be on the show, uh, want to be a part of the show, certainly can. Twenty uh, fifth anniversary of Spidey Dude dot com. I am 
just looking so forward to that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've listened to all the old Crawl Space episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, look, some of those, some of those drunk bits were actually not me really drunk. I was playing a bit, for the record. Let the document reflect. No drinking unless I share. Sorry, Duke. Uh, I don't share virtually. Um, but yes, 25th anniversary. Um, I may even have my dad pop in for to say hi. Because it's hard to believe it's been 25 years. So, And chances are, if, he, if it's after his golf game, he's definitely going to have had a couple of drinks in him. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I mean, because you can't play golf without drinking a beer. So, um, yeah, uh, Spidey Dude Spider-Man page started actually before, we predate Crawl Space by two months. Fun fact. Uh, they started August 8th and we started June 17th. So, and I think uh, JR started in July. So, oh yeah, man. I, I Listen, I, I got to get back on Vectorverse, man. I, I love Vector. He's a great guy. Um. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's a big thanks to Paul. Paul was a big reason that I did that. and uh, He's a great dude. Uh, I was hoping to have him on for the podcasting and uh, podcasters episode. We're going to do another one of those. Um, Greg will be on that episode. Um, I'm hoping to get Vactor, maybe get Collier back on whenever he's not having the technical issues that he was having. Uh, but yeah, so... We'll definitely have uh, – that's going to be something that we'll probably do in one, maybe two more times this year, uh, depending on schedules and stuff like that. So I really re- – that's I'm super proud of that. Also working on a, another interview, um, uh, bringing back a guest to talk uh, about Spidey at the movies. Um, now that I've – before – so Sean O'Connell uh, – you heard me talk about this book several times with great power. Um, great book. I can't recommend it enough. It is really, really, really good. Um, oh, I didn't realize it. <laughs> so I took off the dust cover, right? I've never done this. And they put they put the stamp up there. <laughs> yeah. It says review copy, not for resale, non-returnable for those that are audio listeners. Uh, so, yeah. So. Uh, great book though. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Sean does a great job talking about Spidey's long, arduous journey. And it's gosh, 300 pages with footnotes. So, and references. So it is a, it's, it's a, it's a good read. It's a great read. Um, if you've not checked it out, it's available on Amazon uh, so I'm going to try to get Sean back on, especially with all this Spider-Verse hype, uh, trying to get him on this month. Obviously, uh, he's part of Cinema Blend. He has a, uh, the Blend Real podcast uh, as part of that website. And uh, already has seen Flash, I think, now twice. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. I, I don't know when I'm going to get to the theater to go see Flash, but uh, the book is out. Yes. So he was on before the book came out. Now I'm having him back on now that the film's out and the book is out. It does not talk about this film, but it does talk about the last one. It has an entire chapter devoted to it. So um, so if you want to know like how all that happened, uh, it 
chronicles everything there. So a few things I didn't know. Uh, I learned a few things in that book um, that I'll definitely talk about uh, on that interview. I don't know when that's going to be. It's maybe sometime this month. So that's why you got to subscribe to the channel. Um, so without further ado, any final thoughts for you two? Adam, first. Oh, it's, it's a great movie. <laughs> great time at the theater. I had a good time. It, it I, listen, looks I, fantastic. I, didn't about, I did not talk about my theater experience. I had to sit on the front ass row. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, it was bad. So luckily, the saving grace was that it was recliner seats. So I could recline all the way back. So it wasn't quite like doing this. Um, uh, uh, college is going good, man. I'm, uh, I'm in my second or third month. I can't, I, yeah, third month, month three. So it's, it's going good, man. It's going good. Um, yeah. So I'm just chugging along. I'll be doing homework tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, trying to get as much stuff done this month because July is outside of the first week of July. I don't know how much I'm going to get done. Um, because I've got to move. I've got to find a house first. So that's fun. Zero out of 10 would not recommend anyway. So hopefully, um, without further ado, Greg, you got final thoughts. I loved it. I look forward to the next one, and um, oh, yeah. I'm just having such a great time as a geek right now. It feels like the first time in a while I'm looking forward to things again. There's comics I enjoy now coming out, looking forward to more, looking forward to the video game, looking forward to next movie, and the rest, I haven't looked forward to anything Spidey-related in a while, so I'm happy about that. Because I do love this character, even if I don't love the current comic book output. So tell us what's coming up for uh, Voices. Our next show is coming up at the end of the month. It's uh, the episode of Revelations, no relation to the Clone Saga. And um, Carrie Bates is going to be back on there too. And we're working on getting a another guest for Double Jeopardy. That one has been um, a little bit elusive, but we're trying. After that, we're doing Upgrade and Tom Adcock's The Voice of Lexington Returns. Nice, nice. So if you want to check out uh, the latest episode of Voices, it is free to Patreon subscribers. <laughs> as Waylon tries word to from voice. yes, Dynamite Comics wanted to have their say. Yes, and uh, read more Dynamite Gargoyles comics. Um, good. Final final grades for the movie. We uh, we gave them at the beginning, but uh, for those that did not see at the beginning, we gave I gave it an A minus. A minus. Yeah, I'd probably go like A, A minus, somewhere in there. I mean, so. it's just, it's, you know, vis the visuals, like, the visuals make it. The plot, the plot is interesting, but it's not a bad plot. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good plot. So, yeah, I mean, go see it. Yes, we always love the good pet cameos. Waylon likes to make his appearances. So, doggo, uh, no money. I, Sorry, Duke. Um, if you don't want to spend the money, then you can listen to Voices from the Erie on your favorite podcasting get You just can't see Greg's lovely face and Jennifer's admittedly more lovely face. <laughs> Very lovely face. Yeah, so, <laughs> and Greg's so. library behind him. Yeah, and Greg's legendary... Wiseman, not me. 
no, yeah. Well, I mean, yours yours is legendary for an entire because of your display. Your display is legendary. So, um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to the audio edition of this program, uh, as always, thank you to our audio subscribers. Now, the uh, VIPs we always mention here. Let me get okay. There we go. Got the music playing now. All right. So thanks again for watching. If you want to follow us, you can follow me at Spidey Dude Radio. This is, follows the YouTube channel on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spidey Dude Network. Of course, if you are not subscribed, you can find us over on YouTube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. If you want your voice to be heard on the show, 818-925-6631. That is the voicemail line across the entirety of the Spidey Dude Radio Network, so be sure to leave it under three minutes and tell us what show you're calling about, and we'll play it on the respective shows. Of course, got to mention those shows. We got our, the shows that started it all, Clone Saga Chronicles and Spectacular Radio. Of course, we also have uh, Season 1 of Amazing Spider-Man Classics. That's part of our Vault series of shows that are audio only. And then, of course, we have the Season 2 Amazing Spider-Man Classics, Father and Son Duo, Jack and Hobby Trujillo, talking about Spidey from the beginning. And then we have the Salve Cinema Era podcast, a show about the seminal run of Spectacular Spider-Man drawn by Salve Cinema, starting from the re return of the Senator all the way up until shortly before the Clone Saga. Then we have Voices from the Eerie, the show hosted by Greg. He also hosts Spectacular Radio, the sequel slash prequel to that show, where it covers the Gargoyles series with Greg Wiseman and Jennifer L. Anderson. And of course, the sister show, Make My Mene, the show about Spider-Girl and her world. Of course, the Patreon first show, Books of X, Part 3, will be coming out this month, and then it'll be going exclusively to our Patreon subscribers. Got to thank them before we get out of here. Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Cindy, Kale, Keegar, Laura Howard, Master Draven, Venetian, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky. Thank you very much as well as the ones you see on screen. I will mention them on the audio editions, but thank you to them. And then our VIP, Scott, Sebastian, Vinkman, and Winnipeg Webhead. Thank you guys for your support over on Patreon.com. Without you guys, it would not be possible. So thanks for watching. If you're watching us live here on YouTube, if you're listening to us, though, on that audio edition, thank you and leave that five-star review. We'll read that on a, on a future episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time here on The Spidey Dude Experience.